Hit music continues on Spin South West in just a few, but right now it is time to chat with our next guest. Our next guest is a radio presenter, a TV star, a comedian, a mindfulness teacher, a meditation teacher, I should say, and a mindfulness advocate. But more importantly, he is a fellow Limerick man. Dermot Whelan, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I also realised that I just called myself a Limerick man there, but a fr- fellow Limerick <laughs> person. Um, thank you so much for joining us on Spin South West. We appreciate your time. Oh, listen, Louise, it's great to be here. Great to be chatting to you and a boy to kid to everybody who's hey. tuned in. <laughs> Dermot, you are coming on tour um, to Limerick very soon. In fact, you're kicking off your nationwide tour of your mindful show. So this is like a comedy show, but also a show that's all about meditation and mindfulness. So it's a little different to anything I think that I've ever seen advertised before. And the aim of it for you is to explain the science behind meditation while dispelling some of the myths that surround the practice as well and throwing in a little bit of comedy in the mix. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like Keith Earl starting his coffee company. You know, it seems a bit strange, a bit of a strange mix at first, but actually it makes a lot of sense. Um Look, my two passions in life uh, for many years have been comedy and meditation. And to me, it always felt like there was kind of two halves to my personality. And I wondered how I was ever going to blend those two halves. So I guess over time, it's become a bit obvious to me. And now this show, I suppose, is is representing that. My my book that I brought out last year was is called Mindful. Um, and I guess this is the stage stage version of that. So I always think that the, you know, meditation, wellness, spiritual, whatever way you want to call it, community takes itself far too seriously. Um, You know, it could be way more crack. That's always the way I thought, because, you know, people love to laugh. And a great way to learn any new skill is to do it through comedy or humor. Um, So I guess that's what I'm doing. I've I've been teaching meditation for a few years now, and I, 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 I know these techniques have worked so well for me over the years to help with, you know, stress, anxiety, and dealing with all the challenges that life brings. So this is a great vehicle for me to to blend the comedy, uh, but also share some real usable, you know, scientifically proven techniques uh, with the people in the audience so that they, you know, as well as having a laugh, they'll take away some really useful skills. It sounds great. And I really want to talk a little bit about what you're going to do and what what the show will involve. But before that, I want to just go back on something you said there. You said that you have two passions, meditation and comedy. One had to come first. So I want to know which came first and then what was the catalyst, I'd imagine, behind becoming passionate about something like meditation as a comedian? There has to be a scale there. Uh, there is, there's always a scale. And I think, you know, people tend to find things like meditation after something happens to them um, or that maybe they're struggling a little bit. Well, look, first of all, the comedy came first. You know, I was always the messer in school. So I, I guess I've always been into jokes in some way. And I used to do comedy sketches and make my own uh, radio sketches in my bedroom, you know, with a, a tape player. So I guess that's always been there. And I, I started stand up. Um, gosh, uh, maybe about 2005. So I guess how I managed to find meditation was uh, I was on my way to a, perform at a comedy festival in 2007, and I ended up having a panic attack on the way there. And that was something I never had before in my life and thankfully haven't had since. But I guess it was a perfect storm of 
having a lot on my plate, not getting enough sleep, not looking after myself very well, um, not really having anything in my toolbox to reach for if I was experiencing stress or, or a little bit of burnout. I mean, for most of us, when it comes to our physical body, you know, if we're feeling a bit sluggish or a bit out of shape, we know what to do. We can go and talk to a personal trainer or we can go to the gym or we can even lie down on the floor and start doing some exercises or go for a walk or a run. But when it comes to our heads, a lot of the time we can maybe feel like we don't, we're not sure what to do and maybe we don't want to talk to someone or we're a bit hesitant about that. So, um, you know, I had that anxiety attack and it wasn't all bad. I arrived into the festival in an ambulance, um, which was very showbiz, had lots of flashing lights, siren. <laughs> it was a big entrance, um, but, you know, it was a waste of the paramedics time. Uh, so so I had to come up with a better way to to manage all the things I was doing um, that didn't involve, you know, Guinness or uh, things like that. So not that I have any problem with any of that side of stuff, but, you know, if you are struggling, it doesn't necessarily help. So I just by quite by accident met a woman who taught meditation to the guards. And I thought, wow, well, if it works for them, then there's got to be something to this. So I started to get into it. I learned the science, did it for over 10 years, and then decided I wanted to become a teacher. Unreal. I mean, it's fascinating that it only took one panic attack for that to be the catalyst for you to develop such a passion. Because, you know, I think definitely the younger generation, maybe of even millennials today, we I feel, have panic attacks daily. And I'm not disregarding the severity of your panic attack. Obviously, you ended up in an ambulance. But like, you know, is something like meditation something that every single human being should be doing, whether they're anxious or not? You know, should it become something that we do like as easy as we scroll on our phone? And then there's also like the other side of that that I find quite contradictory, like watching and listening to guided meditations on our phone I'm like should we not be switching off you know what like I feel is it all a catch or am I just describing one of the myths that you're going to be hopefully debunking on your tour you know I to me I find that it's hard to kind of figure out what the right thing to be doing is when it comes to dealing with anxiety and if meditation is enough or is it just something that you can do once and be fine you know it's it's like you have to change your life and make meditation part of it like scrolling on social media is so part of our life it's something innate that we do now do you know what I mean I do I know exactly Louise and you know it's a great question for the first part of it absolutely I think everybody should be taught these techniques in school um, because a lot of us don't really understand what's happening in our bodies half the time you know I guess that was the, the thing that really opened my eyes when I got to understand my nervous system a little bit more, when I got to understand my stress response and how I was reacting to the things that were coming up in my life, I was like, oh, I don't have to react like that. Or if I do experience a little bit of anxiety or stress, I actually know what to do. You know, I know how to turn off that alarm that's ringing inside my brain. I know how to do that. But no one had ever taught that to me uh, before. And yes, you're right. There are, you know, I love to bust myths about this, about meditation. One of them you touched on there in that, do I have to change my life? You know, people think, well, that's it. You know, I'm going to have to blow up my job and, you know, quit my college course, leave school or go to an ashram in India. Um, and that's the only way I'm going to actually manage to get some balance into my life, you know. And, you know, you don't have to do that. You also don't have to clear your mind of all thoughts. That's a big one that people think, 
I'm never going to be able to do that. I, I have too many thoughts. You know, we have 80,000 thoughts in our head every day. They're not going anywhere. We don't want them to go anywhere because they're literally keeping us alive. If we don't have thoughts, we're dead. So thoughts good, no thoughts dead. Um, you know, and that's the one that puts people off a lot of the time in terms of their feeling like they might have tried it once, might have listened to a guided meditation on their phone, as you say. And then because their mind wandered off to like, is there a pizza in the freezer? Suddenly think, oh, God, I can't do this. My brain's too busy. That's perfectly normal. Your, your mind will wander when you do these techniques. You just realize it's wandered and you bring it back and it could wander 50 times. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Um, and it also doesn't have to take up all your day. You know, there's that fear that, you know, oh, God, I'm nervous about exams. But if I get into this meditation thing, I'm going to end up down in the parish hall with a load of crusties uh, who I would never go for a pint with. You know, so <laughs> it's not necessarily that either. You don't have to dedicate your whole day, change your lifestyle, suddenly look like Russell Brand or, you know, start wearing a man bun. Are, are, are beads and get rid of your door in your house and just have beads you don't you don't have to do that like I teach a 16 second meditation that was the first one I learned from my teacher you know if you manage to drop that into your day a couple of times you'd be surprised at the positive ripple effect it will have out so no you don't have to reinvent yourself or your day and you and yes they should be teaching this to everybody because when you understand your nervous system you can make these little changes and just like you would for your body, you can just do little exercises and you feel better. Yeah. So Dermot, what about the idea then of like thinking independently without the help of somebody guiding you? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, this goes against what you try to do. But like to me, what I when I think of meditation, I think that it's that time where my head is switched away from every external distraction and I'm using my head on its own do you know what I mean without looking at my phone or listening to somebody and maybe human beings don't do that an awful lot these days because we are surrounded with technology so like I'm just trying to understand why guided meditation is a thing that to me doesn't make sense I'm so sorry that is a brilliant question and you shouldn't be sorry because you know this it is challenging to think, how could the most distracting device we've ever invented help me to get away from the most distracting device device we've ever invented, i.e. Our, our phones? Um, think of it as, let's go back to the gym analogy for a second. When you walk into a gym for the first time, it can be very intimidating. There's lots of people doing lots of different exercises, and you don't know where to start. Um, and sometimes if you can get the help of a personal trainer or somebody from the gym, to show you around, say, this is this exercise, this is this technique, you know, this is the other one. And you know what, I'll stay with you for the, for the first few weeks and let's, let's get you into that mode. And after a while, you'll start to realize, okay, I like that technique. I don't like that one. This gives me a pain in my neck, you know. So you start to see the landscape. And I suppose meditation is like that. There are lots of techniques. There are lots of apps. And for many people, that can be intimidating. They just want to go to one place and, you know, put in anxiety and hit play. And it's a bit like, use another analogy, you know, if you're driving a car, it's sliding into the passenger seat and letting someone take over the driving for a little bit. So guided meditations can be extremely useful for a beginner who's just sort of trying to navigate their way through this stuff and, and learn the techniques and, and find what works for them. Um, 
I use guided meditation still. They're lovely at nighttime. If you're, you know, for getting to sleep, you can just hit play and they can help you go to sleep. Um, but yeah, of course, over time, what we can develop then is the sense that we can take the stabilizers off, that the, the personal trainer has, can now take a back seat. And you know what? I think I know the program now. I know my way around the gym that is my head and I know what works for me. So I think there's room for, for both our own practice and the guided meditations. But um, yeah, I, I, there's no reason why our phones can't be a force for good as well. <laughs> Thanks for explaining it. And clearly it works for you and for so many. And I mean, loads of your fans tune into your Instagram guided meditations as well. I see often, I think, is it a Saturday or a Sunday? You do an Instagram live stream and you always have hundreds of, of followers that tune in for that. And the good news is that people can now access this in kind of almost like a workshop slash show event style. If I'm going to be in the audience of Dermot Whelan's mindful show, what's going to be happening on the stage? Well, on the stage, uh, I guess the show is kind of two halves. The first half is me explaining my own story, as was, um, you know, explaining how a stand-up comic from Limerick ended up talking about this stuff in the first place, um, you know, with as many jokes as possible. Uh, I take people through the science and why this stuff actually works, because, you know, it's not just a case of me saying, hey, this worked for me. Try my new Brain Max solution. You know, this stuff has been tested and tried in places like Harvard and Berkeley in the States. There's lots of science, particularly in the last 10 years. And, you know, I find that people can really relate to that. And it's important for me that they go, they understand why they're doing the things that they're doing and how it can help them. And then the second half is I, uh, the really fun part where we try out these techniques. I've even got a chocolate meditation in there. Um, or as Noni, my alter ego might say, chocolate. Um, so, you know, we're going to explore those. We're going to have some fun and then I'm going to let people fire questions at me and, and you know, they can tell me that it didn't work for them. It did work for them or just ask, <laughs> ask me anything. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really intimate, you know, lots of fun. And hopefully it, people will leave on the night with things that can really help them, you know, if they are experiencing anxiety, you know, whether that's around exams or personal relationship issues or finances or, you know, if they're feeling like their sleep is disturbed or they're just not feeling themselves, you know, um, you know, for a lot of people, we kind of lose touch with, you know, our, the selves that maybe we remember from when we were traveling or when we were younger or, um, you know, and meditation is a great way to just get back in touch with that part of ourselves that sometimes we can miss, you know, and feel like maybe isn't around as much as it used to be. So, um, yeah, uh, most of all, we're going to have some crack and, you know, I get to come back to Limerick and go to the university concert hall. And, you know, that's really exciting for me. Yeah, for sure. And I know that so many people will be buzzing to see you on the stage as well. And Dermot, look, the toolbox and everything you need um, if you feel like kickstarting your career in meditation or just getting some tips from an expert, then you're going to want to catch Dermot's tour. He is going to be performing in UL, as he said, in UCH on February the 20th. It's a Sunday night. There are also some sold out dates in Dublin, but you'll be in Cork as well and in Galway. So uh, for lots of our Southwest listeners, there's plenty of opportunities to catch Dermot Whelan live on stage and you'll be able to find tickets at Dermot Whelan.com. Dermot Whelan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Spin Now. Uh, thanks, Louise. It's been a pleasure.